Hey everybody, Tooch here for a solo intro, sort of, uh, I guess apology, but you don't even know what I'm apologizing for yet. Well, I guess you can guess, because you saw the title, and it's not Code Guess Part 2, so we were gonna finish watching it, and then go over to record, but before we can even finish the first season, we realized, ooh, the Pope's coming to town, because we record in Philly, because that's where Devin lives, and, and everything's gonna be shut down. Public transport, no-go, streets are gonna be packed, I'm assuming there's not gonna be any place to park or do anything ever, so, so it's, we're, yeah, we're, we're locked out. I'm locked out of Philly. They're just shutting it down, they're turning it into like a, like an, like an escape from New York situation, but with, but with, but with Philadelphia, and, uh, the Pope is now a Duke of New York, uh, A number one, so until that happens, uh, we're gonna hit you with, uh, something from our backlog, so, yeah, NBD, uh, we're still on schedule, and, uh, we're still good to go, and hopefully next time, uh, the next episode will be Code Geass, uh, but if not, we've got other stuff. So, robots no matter what, hit that theme song I paid good money for. This is, this is worth it, it's a good theme song. Uh, so, I just changed Tooch's life. Well, let me do the thing first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hello, and welcome to Mechtrospective, the mecha podcast where we cover everything from Astro Boy to Mazinger Z. I'm Tooch. I'm Devin, and we are doing, we did something a little different, we broke the mold. We, for the first time, we, uh, we always say we're gonna do non-giant mecha stuff, to, and also focus on anything with robots in it, and we did for the first time today. Yes! Uh, we... Actually, we date ourselves, we recorded this the same day as the Code Geass episode, but we're building yeah. a backlog. Yeah, it doesn't so, matter. We're, we're I don't not, know when you guys are going to get this. Yeah, we're, we're not a, um, like a, like a news or current or based podcast, so nothing really has to go in a specific order. That's, we're, we're a pretty chill podcast. So, uh, uh, as you, if we're not going to label the movie just Ghost in the Shell, we're probably going to label it Ghost in the Shell 1995. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much shit, it's called Ghost in the Shell. Uh-huh. Um, so before we do this, to clarify, this is the original theatrical 1995 film that we're talking about, 80 minutes long, mm. uh, 82 minutes long, according to Wikipedia. Uh, it's not a long movie. It's not. It was short. No. And uh, it's very good. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And uh, it is a loose adaptation of the manga of the same name, created by Masamune Shiro, who, uh, the manga, I don't know what I like better. It's like, they're, they feel more like companion pieces. They're really incomparable. I'll have to read the manga. I own it. I own the censored American version that removed a uh, page-long, full-color three uh, lesbian threesome. You own garbage, sir. <laughs> I, I want to pick up the uh, the sequel and midquel because there's a there's Ghost in the Shell 2.0. Well, it's Ghost in the Shell 2.0, which is I think called a Man Machine Interface, and the third one is called Ghost in the Shell 1.5 Human Error Processor. Hmm. And uh, I've only read the first one. And I like the first one. I own it. It's good, and I like Masamune Shiro's art style. It's very different. It's 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 sort of emulated in this, but in a more in a less cartoony sense. Right. Uh, it it still is very. It still feels very <clears throat> Shiro, more so than the uh, than Standalone Complex does. Do you think that um, you think that the Wachowskis are super salty they didn't get to do the uh the Ghost in the I'm, Shell movie? I am, I am actually very furious about the Ghost in the Shell movie. Because oh yeah, it's because of the the blatant whitewashing in Hollywood. It's like, a shit show. And to like, to be fair, you know who wouldn't have whitewashed it? The Wachowskis. They would not have. That's and but here's the thing, I still am okay with Scarlett Johansson playing the major Kusanagi mm-hmm. because the thing is, in the manga, they specify that she's not even Asian. Right. Because the thing is, nobody knows where. That's not even her real name; just an alias she's going by currently. And the, who knows what body that could have been? She could have. She. You could change. You could, at that point, if your body is entirely a prosthesis, you can just put your brain inside of anything, really. Yeah. So like. I, if it, when I first heard that Scarlett Johansson was going to be in, I'm like, okay, maybe there'll be like a Japanese cast and Scarlett Johansson will just be in it because you need a Hollywood somebody to, you know, make the deal. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still okay with that. Because mm-hmm. like, at least that would have contextually made sense. No, they're just whitewashing. It probably going to take place in LA. God. Or Chicago or New York. San Francisco. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs>
I think this is one of the most seminal pieces of animation to come out of Japan. It's and, a good one. And, like, it's... I, I, I don't say that lightly. Just mostly because, like, I know I'm a little less animated than I am usually, but, like, this is a very serious... I, I want to say this, because it's, like... It just comes together. This movie had a $2.3 million budget. Well, no, it didn't. That's what I made at the box office. I, I'm wrong. But it, it, it looks like it had a fucking crazy budget. Because, like, the, anim- the the attention to detail in the animation alone... Well, it was directed by Mamoru Oshii, who uh, has directed some other really good movies, like Pat Labor. He actually directed the, uh, Pat Labor. Pat Labor. It's actually, I've been watching it. It's pronounced. pronounced. So oh. no one can you douchebag me. It's Pat Labor. Pat Labor. Since the robots are called Labors. Oh, so it's it's a and his name is Pat. No, it's, it's patrol. <laughs> it's like because they're on patrol, like they're cops. It's I think I'm labor. right, but that's fine. Yeah, he, uh, he's also directed Go- the sequel, Ghost in the Shell: Innocence, as well as a. Uh... Ah, oh, God! He also did Blood. Pl- he also did Blood: The Last Vampire. Hmm. I remember that. Uh, on top of the Pet Labor movies, or at least the first, the yeah, the first two, I think he did. He did stuff. Yeah, he's Pet also labor, did. Um, movie. Well, he's he did. Oh, he's had a lot of stuff in the seventies and eighties too. Damn. Uh, I mean, t- directing, directing the one-off episodes of one or two episodes of TV yeah. series is, or more. Yeah. Chief director. No, oh yeah, he also did. He also did the uh, Pet Labor anime. Um, Live-action Pet Labors. He's working. Oh on hell yeah! Uh, he also did. Uh, God, uh, Jinro, the Wolf Brigade. Hmm. And uh, which is well, here's the stuff he wrote. Part of the Reds. Yes, Eugene Red Wolf Brigade. He wrote it. Cool. And it's based on his, like, on the Kebero Saga series. Hmm. Which is his, like, weird kind of Wolfenstein-ish. Like, Killzone and Wolfenstein all <clears throat> stole the, uh, the look of, like, the power armor from, uh, from Jinro. Wow. Like, the kind of Nazi-ish looking power armor, like, I have the DVD, I have the, I have the special edition, the, uh, special edition right here, actually. Oh, neat. So, Ghost in the Shell, since it's since it's very much, you know, a lot of style and subtext, maybe over, over a sol over a really solid plot. Uh, you know, sometimes I found it like I would get lost in all the shit it's going a movie, on around it. And I then feel I like would I li- forget where I was in the plot. Really, it's it's a good it's a movie you want to watch more than once. Definitely, it, mm-hmm. it's not a hard movie to do that because the mo- the movie's an interesting movie. Yeah, like uh, we're just so I'm just gonna say right here, if you've not seen Ghost in the Shell 1995, just it's 80 minutes long. Like, I don't even, like, I'm sure, I'm sure if you went to, like, an FY, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. I got mine at FYE. <laughs> so, like, I got my, my Blu-ray copy for $30. And by the way, if you see it on a blu if you watch it on Blu-ray, like, it'll blow your mind. Blow your balls clear I mean, like, off. I'm pretty sure, like, if you went to any used DVD shop, they pro- or even a US VHS shop, you'd have a copy of Ghost in the Shell and, like, the anime. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so those good old used VHS shops and I don't this know. glorious 2015. I don't know, I was probably, uh, I don't, like, think, I don't even think they have, they have VHSs anymore at Second and Charles. I think they used to have, like, a rack for them, but now they don't. Uh, old bookstore in here still does. They have a huge section of VHSs. I kind of want to build an old VHS collection because they're dirt cheap. I mean, yeah, but then you got to watch stuff on VHS definition. Well, I mean, I wouldn't watch them. I just have them. You, sir, are a hoarder. I No, I'm a collector. <laughs> I'm selective. You're a functioning hoarder. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really consistent. I'm actually really content, though, with building just a DVD collection. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is a this is a very seminal movie. If you we're gonna probably talk about the movie in in some pretty good length, just because the movie has a very interesting has a very interesting plot. Very not not heavy on it. It doesn't dwell on its plot too much. It's way more theme driven. Yeah, and it's for better or for worse, I guess. It's artistic. It's very. It's a very. It's 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 very artsy. Like I I can I have friends who who bash the the movies compared to a standalone complex, which is much more plot driven. Even though it does delve into the themes of the movie and everything of um the themes of what defines humanity, what defines right. life, what defines machine, what the uh. It but it does it in a more traditional narrative way. It does exactly, and uh, like whereas but don't get, I it may seem like I'm shitting on standalone complex, but like. It's the difference between it's the difference between like looking at like Stanley Complex is a good anime. Mm-hmm. Stanley Complex is very good. It has a very great narrative. It has a very good police action series thing with a very good philosophical undertones. Yeah, the movie is vastly different. Yeah, they're just two different things. They are the same with the manga. The manga is kind of a middle ground. I always say. Well, like no, the Stanley Complex is kind of like a middle ground between the manga and the and Ghost in the Shell, whereas Ghost in the Shell, well, Stanley Complex and and uh, the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three different continuities in Ghost in the Shell, as I said earlier. There's the Stanley, well, there's four now because the OVAs are in their own continuity as well. 
uh, Ghost in the Shell Arise. Which is getting a, uh, which I think is getting a compilation movie from the, uh, the four OVAs are gonna condense into one movie. Hmm. Probably, like, if it's like Macross Plus, it'll probably be better. Cool. But I don't know. I saw ads for that. We saw ads for that when we went to, uh, see Resurrection of Frieza. Or Resurrection F. Oh, yeah, we did. We saw, and then the teaser for Overrated, the anime's live action adaptation. <laughs> for attack, for attack on mediocrity. Where everyone is Japanese, but yeah. everything is European themed. Yeah. The opposite of, like, <laughs> anyway. Um,. But yeah, it's like, this movie has some very interesting, very interesting, very, not ham-fisted, but not, not subtle. Right. Not, it's not very, it's not very subtle, but like, I, I, I'm okay with it because of its short runtime. If this movie dragged its, itself, cause like, I know, if this was, if this movie was, ha- was ha- handled by like lesser hands, it would have been entirely played out and pretentious. It would have been mm-hmm. dragged out into three hours to really draw. Like, the scene where, like, the, the music scene where she's just on the boat and she sees her, like, another person with her same body. Mm-hmm. Like that scene would have been like fifteen minutes long, and they would have like yeah, and they would have vastly dwelled on it over and over again. Yeah, this is very this movie's a little this movie's like like you said like it's not you don't have to think hard, but you still have to think. It makes you think exactly. And I can de- I can definitely see like I watched the movie probably the first time I was like fourteen, mm-hmm. and I was like, what's going to the show? What should I get into first? And it's like oh, the first thing that happened. The, I'm not going to read the manga because the manga's art looks bad because I was dumb and thought it looked bad. So I was like, I can't read this. That or that. Also, it's very dense. The manga is extremely dense because it goes into a crazy amount of detail about how the world works technically. That sounds cool though. It is. It's just not what I wanted at the age of fourteen. Of course not. I didn't want to. I didn't want to read not read essays in between pages of manga. <laughs> now you super do. Yeah, now I super do. <clears throat> but like. In the mo- so I watched the movie, and I remember it, I think a lot of it flew over my head. Yeah. Like, a lot of it went over my head. But I remember the first time watching it, it had, like, two main thoughts of, like, this, some parts of the animation make me extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, second part of it made me think, this is moving, for a movie this short, it moved very slowly. And I thought, and then the third runtime was, wow, that was cool. And, like, I don't yeah. That was that, but like, I, but I like standalone complex still more. But for some reason, the movie just kind of stuck with me in a weird way. Like, I, even though I only saw it for the first time, like a couple, like only like six years ago, I'm still, it's still like I have this weird feeling. Like, I feel like, I guess, like, I guess I felt what everybody felt when they watched it. I mean, when they watched it back in like 1996 when it was on like VHS and they rented it, and they're like, "Oh man, this is like an anime." It's just yeah, like, like, it's like boobs and guns. Like people literally have no information gone, so they would go. Just pick out whatever new thing was on the shelf because it's like that was all the anime. And, you could get. Has, and like the cover of it, well, the VHS cover and DVD <clears throat> cover were just like it was just Motoko. She was naked, but like the city was kind of obscuring her nipples. Yeah. And she had like a gun there and like the weird head yeah. thing. And I was like, I'd, if I was like a fifteen-year-old kid in the nineties, I'd be like, fuck it, has titties and guns and robots, and like I'd watch that. And then he traumatized. But it's like, I, I like, I guess there there must be some sort of magic of watching that movie on like an old CRT and like a VHS, oh, yeah. so, like and like. The nineties, drinking Surge while you watch it. <laughs> drinking uh, Crystal Pepsi. Drink Crystal Pepsi and Surge. Oh man! But like, I don't know. Like, this movie is probably one of the best looking movies I've seen ever. I think Crystal Pepsi might be the eighties. I think I fucked up. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> hey, douchebag, Crystal Pepsi. Hey, douchebag, Crystal. <laughs> we get it from somehow. Brad Jones listens to our goddamn podcast. That's the only thing he cares about. <laughs> I would love it if Brad Jones listened to this, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think we talk. Like, yeah, I don't think we. I mean, probably this. He's probably seen this. I get, yeah, I mean, like that seems yeah. up his alley. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. I, I I say it's seminal, but like I guess you could be like, oh, it's an anime. It's it, an anime is seminal. Seminal. It's an anime, dude. Like there's definitely seminal anime, and this is one of them. But yeah. I would say that probably, especially like I was saying before, like I think it's definitely been overshadowed by the standalone complex. A lot of people probably, a lot of people in this day and age probably don't even know this exists. And if they do know Ghost in the Shell even exists, it's probably a standalone complex. And even then, like, I'm unsure how many people younger than, like, probably, like, 18 who are super in anime or know about, this, know about Ghost in the Shell. Like, maybe they heard about the new OVAs or whatever. Well, I mean, like, I'm sh- Ghost in the Shell is a franchise people know of. I guess. I don't know. Which is because, like... But, like, most, most just, people I'm, are synonymized Ghost in the Shell with just standalone complex. Honestly, complaints. what's going on is I'm just basing my my theories about the current anime market off of how many how many otakus on the internet do I see reblogging what. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, like, anytime it's old animation, it's, like, your Miyazaki's. It's your... Even it's... There's even Akira. Yeah. But very rarely is a Ghost in the Shell. 
you know. I I see I follow a lot of I think is I follow a lot of just mecha gif blogs and a lot of the like a lot of it is kind of like cool mechanical shit from Ghost of the Shell. I actually have a really cool gif of the uh of her of it zooming into her face at, like at the end of the movie. Like mm-hmm. I have a really cool gif of that that kind of really fucks me up. I don't know. Like so maybe I'm just not following good enough blogs. The um the main well, I just felt like mecha. take that everyone I follow. <laughs> Step up your fucking so, uh, game. So I guess we'll give a brief synopsis of the main plot of the movie. Yeah. So our main character, you know, I think they barely ever say her name aside from just the major in the movie, whereas they call yeah. it, but her real name is, <clears throat> Mo- well, her alias or whatever the name she goes under is Motoko Kusanagi, yeah. which is also like a super cool name. Like yeah. the Kusanagi is like a legendary sword in Japan. Nice. So like having the word Kusanagi in your, is like saying you're not going to be like Excalibur. Yeah. So her name would be just kind of like something like Bernadette Excalibur. <laughs> So she has like a she has a cool name. That should have been her like shitty dub translated English sounding name. Nuttily Excalibur. Yeah. So, so the internet is in everyone's brains. Essentially. So like this is the future. It's twenty twenty nine, and uh, it's follows Section Nine, like uh, which are essentially they're like they're like black ops, like National Guard kind of people. Mm-hmm. They're like super about like public security, all that shit, and. Uh, we we are kind of ab- abruptly brought into the world where like where there's a political thing going on and then like someone's defecting to a different country and gets his fucking brain shot out by by Motoko she's dropping from the fucking ceiling and then fucking John Cena invisibles herself. <laughs> you can't see me, but my like, time is now. But like it's fuck it, it's that's that's I, I have I have a gift of that too probably on my blog somewhere. But it's like, that's cool. When her hand comes back now, she's John Cena. <laughs> if you make that in Photoshop, I'll put it on the retrospective blog. <laughs> Except so you run it, so what the fuck? Just make it and put it on there yourself. Uh, the anime... Like, so, anyway. Sector 9 uh, is currently tracking this hacker known as the Puppet, known as the puppet Master. And a, and a hacker in a world where everybody's brain is essentially a computer. Master! Master! Master, master of puppets is pulling your screens! Anyway. Uh, the Puppet Master is... Extremely dangerous because it's like the they're just they have like almost no rhyme or reason to their hacks and it's all very per it's all, they do have a reason but no one can figure it out it's all really mm. personal and weird and all it's like every, it's like a strings of intrinsic hacking and like in a world where you know so where everything is running off essentially a computer in your body like the idea that someone like someone could just hack into your brain and turn off your heart if they wanted to right like, they could just kill you from a computer. They can do that. They can read your memories. They can implant memories in your head by deleting information. That was the worst moment of my life. <laughs> that manga, that scene in the man, the movie. Yep. So like the uh, so the movie follows you know them eventually finding out that the puppet master is a giant conspiracy and it's really like an artificial intelligence essentially birthed by accident from this overexposure to the internet. That was like the second worst moment of my life. When- <laughs> And so at the end, and so at the I believe I was just audibly like, "Oh no!" <laughs> that it was that it was an accidental artificial intelligence. He was born. <laughs> it's this movie is not subtle, but like this movie, well, it does not pull any punches, and I, it doesn't. It's not well. It it, it has nuance. It's a good movie, <clears throat> but like, and so it ends with uh, Kusanagi uh, or Motoko the Major, whatever you want to call her, essentially. Her dilemma throughout the movie is that she has an entirely prosthetic body. Mm-hmm. Unlike everybody who, like, Bato just has a cyber- cybernetic eyes, maybe it's have a cybernetic brain, like and Ishikawa. Your arm. Yeah, your arm or whatever. Like, if you're, like, hand- the guys with the crazy typey hands. Yeah. Like, no, but, like, Bato, when he got his arm shot off, it was all robotic. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, it, prosthesis are just that. It's kind of like Deus Ex in that regard. Well, he- more like human revolution in that regard. Yeah. And so... But they did ask for this. They did ask for this. <laughs> And so it's just a world where, like, prosthesis like that is just normal. So Motoko's entire dilemma is that she has no idea if she's real or not. As it's like, you know, the idea of, like, a man a man has never seen their own brain. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, you just kind of perceive it. You just kind of assume everything is real. And so, like, it's kind of really fucks you up and think about it. And it's yeah. just like... And they go into that. They go into that a lot. That's the theme they usually focus on mostly in Sandalwood Complex. So that yeah. is the driving force of Motoko's <clears throat> character in, that seri- in the series. And, uh, but here it's like, they explain it briefly, but you get it. Like, it's, they didn't need, they don't need 26 episodes to dwell on it briefly, but like. Yeah, it's just a really. Sort of intense conversation. Yeah. Like, the whole movie's like a conversation. It is. And like, that's another thing. 
I, there's been a big, not a big trend. Not that this is a bad thing. There's just like the people really vying for platonic relationships between two between p- p- members of the opposite sex mm-hmm. in media. I would say I definitely, usually like crediting I'm, Max and Furiosa and Fury Road how they have a f- good platonic relationship, yeah. or how or like Black Widow and Captain America and uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, and like. Like kind of like that, and I kinda, I super dug that about Winter Soldier. Like they're just kind of bros. Yeah, Winter Soldier was a fucking that's, good movie. This better, honestly. It's it's like I I'll I'll count that as its own individually good film, separate from the entire rest of the Marvel Cinematic. Yeah, same. Honestly, yeah, I, I hold that one above all the other ones. That and Guardians of the Galaxy, just because Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy just had really great writing. It's just fun. It's, it's a that, fun. That's movie. the that's the funnest. Yeah. But then but then Winter Soldier was like the was like the the, the realest. Yeah, Winter Soldier was legit good. It was the best. It's the, it was the best. And I also really loved the uh, source material that it was based off of anyway. So like, I guess I'm biased. I, I went into that thing. I was gonna like it. Yeah. The only thing I w- that my only criticism of that movie is I, w- I wish they did Welch with the Russians, but I think they did because like they did because you know that was I think it was being I think originally they were going to plan to have him like speaking Russian more and like bring in the Soviets. But I think with the whole like Russian invasion of Ukraine happening like right then, I think they just didn't want to touch that button, so they kind of just kind of like skirted it under. Maybe because in once you remember when you first see him in the movie, he's speaking Russian, mm-hmm. but he has like the red star on his arm like like he does in the in the comics. But like that that's a different movie. Yeah, that's a good one too. Ah, but. Uh, okay, so, like, I, the, the main philosophy in this movie is very, like, the main philosophical themes are just insane. Like, the ones, like, that scene, fuck, that fucked you up so bad was right at the, is, uh, toward the beginning. They track the, uh, per, they track one of the hackers through, like, this trash guy who's just, like, doing it all remotely at, like, his stops, uh, telephone, like, payphones, and his stops, and, and uh, along his route and gets caught. But the entire time, the trash man is describing, like, oh, I'm doing, my wife is getting, wants a divorce, she thinks I'm cheating on him. She thinks that she thinks I'm cheating on her. My daughter doesn't even like me anymore. He's just like, but my wife's lawyer's pissing me off, so I won't go on and kind of like hack his information. And then, and this one guy at my bed at a bar is helping me out, and so he's doing all this stuff. But then, so the police track him down. There's a big, and then it turns out like the friend liaison is like is also like you know in on it. So they meet with him, and there's a big shootout. It's cool. It's like really cool. Very good animation. Yeah. And uh, he gets his ass kicked, and then. So they take, so it cuts back to like, okay, like post, like we could debriefing and all that. So they got the guy, the trash driver, the trash truck driver, and he's just like sitting there and they're just like, yo man, like you, these aren't real. Like you, you've never been married. You've, he's like, what are you talking about? Like I've, I, I have a daughter. She's like 12 and like, and he's just like, he's like, you live in an apartment alone. He's like, oh, well, well, I rent that so that I can, you know, cause we live separately now. We're going through bad times. He's like, you live there for 10 years, dude. Yeah, he's like, how long, how long you been married? You know, what's, what's like, your, like asking all these questions, like, like, what does your daughter look like? Like, well, how did you meet your wife? Like, well, what day was she born? Like, what? And you're just like, when's her anniversary? And he's just like, he's kind of breaks down. You're just like, shit, like that's the worst thing ever. Yeah, that's mm. like, uh, and like they even say that to like the the hacker guy that they that they they kick the ass of. He's like, you're you're just a husk. You don't have any memories. Like, think, can you even remember your childhood? Do you even know your name? Like, how old are you? And I'm just like, ugh. Like, I don't know, I think, like, this movie does some stuff that's a, like, I remember whenever I show this to anybody, because this is a movie I show to, like, people, even people who don't like anime, they're like, oh, this is just kind of like Blade Runner. I was like, yeah, but, like, it's, it goes through a different way than Blade Runner. And I like Blade Runner a lot. I need to watch it again. We could do Blade Runner, actually. It has to do with robots. We could do an episode of Blade Runner. I need to watch it so I don't get banned from your Twitch stream. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Anyway. Um, I like, I like, I like, I like the movie. But, um... The anim- let's talk about the animation for a little bit. Gorgeous. The animation is 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 drop dead gorgeous. I mean, they it's... they do like honestly, it's it's not as it's it's not as animation porn as Akira is, but it picks it because it, it picks its specific scenes to be that way. A lot of it is, but then you know, if if there's just dialogue happening, then it's just two anime characters talking animated how you normally animate them. Yeah. But um, but but no, yeah. but it's but there's no there's no bad animation in this. I would say, and um, it's it's just like. It's the attention it's, to detail. It yeah, has, I think. It, there's a lot of attention to detail. There's a lot of like, like the one scene the, that I could tell he got gave you kind of like an anime an animation boner was like when the rain started going on the water and it started all rippling slowly. Yeah, and the, the those the, the ripples and then the the shootout with the tank, the way it, like the way the bullets interacted with the environment, how they how they put like animated care into each basically each bullet yeah. hitting something. Like everything, it it would all appear like like chips would fly off of stone, and sparks would hit sparks rebar, would, but only when it hit metal. Yeah, and like the way that like bullets kind of like impact into surfaces and how the surfaces react. Like, yeah, that's... like how and then like when 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 her clip I guess was super fucking hot and she dropped it in the water, it was like 
Like, I'm not even, like, a guy, like, I know people who are, like, super freaky about gun porn in movies, like, people, like, like stripping apart guns, putting together, like, that doesn't do anything for me, but Diaz does in this movie. Seeing it, cause, like, cause someone drew that. Yeah. Someone put care and detail into every which way that gun moves, and most people can't even draw guns, yeah. let alone animate them being taken apart. And, like, I don't know, like, I just, also the guns in this movie look super cool, cause, like, they'll crack open, and you gotta throw, like, a bar into it. Yeah. Like, and it's like, it's so, it's so sci-fi, like, at the beginning, too, I told you the guys with, like, the briefcase guns, like, that's a, that's cool to do that, like. Yeah, the freaking briefcases, and they drop it, it's an Uzi. Yeah, dude, that's sick. <laughs> Uh, like the the entire opening bit with her being made is like like the the make as the song is called the making of a cyborg and it's like that's so messed. Uh, like I don't know. It's like that's another thing I want to talk about is the nudity in this movie. And a lot of people like I remember I read something somewhere where people were like putting this on the list of like movies that didn't like uh, movies where there's tits that didn't really need to be tits. And I was just like I. Th- think that's the point though there absolutely needs to be there absolutely needs to be uh, on-screen nudity it's it's that's very it, it's it, none of it's done in a, in a grotesquely sexual way either none of, it's, none of it's done in a sexual way at all it's out to it's out to do the opposite exactly it's meant to disturb because you have you have this character who is very very much non very much non-human posing human and yet she just she just treats her human body like a shell yeah she just uses it very utilitarianly, even though she's objectively attractive. She does, she doesn't even have a vagina. And yeah, we, we have to see that. Mm-hmm. We have to see that she does not have that. Like I think I think like the the, the one of the most debated lines in the scene in the movie is really early on when they say like you got some no- some noise in your head. And she says I'm on my period. A lot of people consider that as a joke. That's a kind of like <laughs> an offhand joke she makes. Because you know you're a robot. Why the fuck would you PMS? Like that isn't that the first thing you. would get rid of if you were no like that's like it's obviously a joke anybody like there's no because like there's no like like she literally doesn't have a vagina it's not there in like in in the dub they changed the lines i think i might have a wire loose (laughs) i no because honestly just her saying that really bluntly that that's funny that's a funny joke yeah (laughs) that's more in line with like with like manga major like that's more how she'd be in the in the manga like kind of more deadpan and kind of and like almost kind of like kind of sarcastic and oh, I want to read the manga now. Manga's good. Great. Manga's good. And so, uh, but like I I read an essay somewhere not a, not a super good essay but an essay that kind of like changed the way I look at this movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it was on TV tropes even like I don't know. <laughs> I used to go on the TV tropes forums a lot just because I love reading outlandish crazy crack theories and stuff. That's where to find them. I, I don't know. Like I like I I just like shit like that because I I just like leaps in logic that are fun when at least when people try to explain them. Yeah. Like if someone will tell me that like like. If someone just says like, "Oh yeah, there's be- there's like an army of lizard men underneath the Denver airport," I'll just be like, "Uh." But if they like give me like an intense story behind it, at least it's a story. At least I can like <laughs> yeah. follow that, and it's cool. At least they're giving me a narrative that I can enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so, it, the essay was all about how Motoko or the major, I guess, is even the like it's essentially like not supposed to be like a physical reminder that she's a woman, but mm-hmm. how it's kind of more sit there. It's more to like offset that. Yeah, where it's. When you look at it from character-wise, Bato is more feminine than she is. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the traditional gender roles in, in the movie were switched. Yeah. Where, like, the stoic, brooding man should be Motoko, while the supportive, emotional character, the female, is Bato. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting dynamic, and I like them a lot as characters, which is actually some of my favorite parts of the second movie, is exploring Bato. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not technically a sequel. Like, it's, because the major barely is in the second movie. She's barely, barely, it's not until the way end. And I remember hating, being super disappointed about that in the second movie. But the second movie, the second movie is not, is not an action movie. It's not, not nearly as good as the first one, but it still deserves its own respect. I enjoy it a lot. It's also a very emotionally draining movie, because it's a very, like, not actively, like, depressing movie, just a very kind of, like, it's a very sad experience. It's a very hard movie to watch at times. I mean, this movie was pretty tough. Yeah. Like not to get through, but just like it was, it really just like makes you. It yeah. just, yeah, it just yeah. makes you aware of, of how like the concept, like the, the like biologically, like in this biological world we live, and the concept of soul is basically something we invented. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 super it's super good. Yeah, like I like. I always talk to people, and I always, I always kind of get a little like weird and uppity. Oh, I was alive when this movie was made. <laughs> I was. No, I just, I always think 1995. And I was like, oh yeah, I was born the second month of 1995, so I was alive for most of that month, a month of the month. You were alive, yeah, <clears throat> for most of that year. 
Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was alive when this movie came out. I was I was a baddie, but I, I was alive. Yes, and uh, I, I probably still lived in Los Angeles. <laughs> and I was four. Age differences. It's it's it like when people say this is like like a lot of people will, will assault the movie saying it's a bad adaptation and it's not an adaptation quite much. It's not a direct adaptation where the mo- the movie took the key themes of the manga and the of in the rough plot of it. Well, pretty much the plot of it condensed it greatly mm-hmm. and folks and extrapolated on the themes and hyper focused on that. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. Like it's it's not subtle, but it's very focused. It's going for a singular. Theme, a singular idea, yeah, a singular theme. Like it's it's very like like this. It's, a, it's about this. This version of the major is extremely intense, and like that. I think that's about the same correlation I make towards Quiet, where Quiet reminds me of the major mm-hmm. in, in a way. Where like in the, I always go back to Quiet and Metal Gear because I, I don't know, but like I don't know. I get the same. Like I don't think like if I was like. I don't know, I'm pretty sure all those people who thought this movie would be hot, like, just hot ladies with guns and cool shit, like, were very disappointed in this. Yeah. Because it's like, sure, you see her tits a lot, and there are nipples, but, like, you see her her naked ass, and, like, not a lot, but, like, it's not, fo- no, the shots are focused on it. It's not sitting there and trying to titillate you. It's trying to, like, essentially, yeah, it's very, um, it's disturbing, almost. Yeah, because, like, because like, also half of, half of the nudity has also been body horror. Yeah. Because they're apart, and while the the parts are cybernetic. They're also, you know, it's so, still... It's still psychologically human to us. Yeah. And, like, like uh... they have a skeleton Like, I remember you were very uncomfortable with the scene where they first turned the Puppet Master on. Yeah. And it's just kind of convulsing violently. Mmm, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Like, uh, this, this movie, this movie, like, that's what I was gonna say. I talk to people a lot, and I, uh... And a lot of people will look at my interest and be like, why do you like so much stuff that's, like, depressing and fucked up and sad? Like, why can't you just watch a comedy or watch, like, watch something normal, like Attack on Titan or whatever? And, or, like, or, like Naruto. And I was like, because I feel that if I'm not getting an extensive emotional reaction out of something, it's not doing its job. Right. If, if I don't walk away feeling something, like, then I don't think it did its job. Like, I think it's baseline. Like, for example, I can tell an action movie is good when I'm not just sitting there saying, oh, that was okay. Like, I went out of Mad Max Fury Road going, like, motherfuck, like, yeah, like, what? Like, that was the sickest shit. And so, like, that got an emotional reaction out of me. That charged something at me. It gave me that feeling. Mm-hmm. That movie did that to me. That is a good movie. Just on that concept alone. Ghost in the Shell probably put, like, if I, I think I, I took, I think I watched it again when I was, like, 18 and I finally got it. And it kind of put me through, like, a slight existential crisis. Yeah. Kind of just, like, what are we? Like, what is us? Like, ironically enough, I do think this is a very accurate portrayal of what I think the future is going to look like. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely feasible. Like, all, all of this. All yeah. of this, absolutely. And, uh, it's, uh... Because it's, like, the... Because like it's, like, if you notice, like, the more, technolo- the more technology advances, like, technology is advancing exponentially greater than the te- than te- like, technological security is. Yes. Yes, like, me, me and Tooch had a discussion about that, because whereas I said that right when the movie was kind of starting, I was like, I think this is, like, I think we could do this in, like, 20 years. This is what it'll be, because that's roughly what it takes place, 2029. Yeah. That's, that's even less, that's, like, 14 years. And, like, I do think that, I do think the technology would, is, will probably be perfectly feasible in 20 years, but I, I think it would take longer for it to be as widespread yeah, as it is. I, I, well, to be universe. fair, we, we mostly see government officials, government agents. I guess. Like, police. Like, that's what we see. And since police are essentially government officials in Japan, since they don't have a military, they're, they're police pretty much are their military. They're their defense force. That's true. And so I'm just saying, like, I can see that, like, mostly, like, in Standalone Complex, I can, they have, they have a lot more, gla- gla- and in the manga, they have a lot more glimpses into the world's kind of, uh, in the world's kind of more civilian population and kind of more civilian life. Whereas everybody pretty much has a cyber brain, but not everybody has a crazy, like, gratuitous, like, implants like yeah full prosthetic bodies are very expensive like and like you need to either be be somebody or like have pretty decent fucking insurance <laughs> or that's what saved your goddamn life yeah like God, i hope we fig- i hope we fucking socialized healthcare by the time that comes around <laughs> there's gonna there's gonna be people in like a box with googly eyes on it because that's all they can afford <laughs> oh no that's <laughs> fucked up so like i'm trying to think of other 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 scenes in this movie that are just like like that, 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 I didn't quite get that scene until about the last, the, the two times before I watched it again. Because I've watched it like four times since I got the Blu-rays. Because the Blu-rays are 
fucking phenomenal looking. Mm-hmm. And that's just an experience. Like, I just remember I just turned it on one time when I was high, and I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, And so, uh, you should cut that. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, I mean, I don't care telling people we get high. I just don't want them. I, no, just don't, want to, I don't want to yeah. telegraph how I'm right now. Like, sometimes I'll just watch that when I'm under the influence. I'll just be like, be like, fuck, dude. Like, that just looks good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, no, I th- it does. Every time I watch it, I notice something new in it, by the way. Like, every time, I, like, it's one of those movies. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's got rewatch value. And so... Well, especially because, like, the, first, like the, the the more you watch it, the less you'll have to pay attention to the subtitles, and you can just kind of look around. Yeah, because I, I... That's generally what I was doing. I was kind of spending the entire time, I was like, man, fuck, that looks good. Like, that's yeah. pretty much what I was doing the whole time. Like, clasping the, like, the remote to my mouth. Like, fuck, man. Fuck, man. <laughs> and, uh... It, Slowly touching yourself. <laughs> Um, the, uh, it's, it's a very, like, uh, I'm just trying to think, there's so much good shit in that movie. Uh, if you're going in for a movie that where you want, like, a hard-boiled plot, this is not the movie to go for. Like, if you go into this, like, if I, if I told you, like, going, if, like, I think I prepared you kind of well, because if I, if you went, what, what were you going into thinking of this? Like, what, what were you going to think this was? Oh, this, I mean, like, um... Or did you just have no, no, like, no... I mean, like... Did you just have... I'm trying to think of the word. Did you have just have, like, nothing built up for it? Just based on, like, the snippets of stuff that I have seen, it did seem a lot more, like, less... Less, narr- less narrative than, um... Like, well, because, like, um... I mean, I, I feel like I feel like a, a lot of the older seminal... Uh, more like high budget theatrical uh, '90s anime movies were, or a lot similar tonally, where it's just almost like an experience more than anything else. I, like, I there, a... like there are plots, but it's also like wow. I'm trying to think of what other other '90s anime movies like Akira. Akira's '80s, but still, it's it's that same tone. Okay, yeah, yeah I get that, you. That high, like high, like high budget, but also like high art. Yeah, Akira. Akira that's the th- that's the only thing. Akira is a, also a, uh, a per, is a semi is only a semi adaptation. The manga mm-hmm. is an entirely different entity than the uh, than the movie. Yeah, we should, we're we're gonna do a guide on that. We're gonna do that's probably gonna be our first guide. That is, should be uh, our first guide is Akira. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know. I can talk about Akira for hours and how I how I think that uh how the manga is heavily influential, even more so maybe than the than the movie. Mm. And uh, at least in terms of like plot themes and ver- yeah. and and shit like uh, the movie the movie is definitely more influential in the West. Yeah, definitely. It, uh, it's pretty much the reason why anime started getting taken seriously in the West, mm-hmm. and because uh, and uh, that's that's pretty much why. And uh, that and Vampire Hunter D, those were the two movies that did it. Wow, that's another pretty movie. That's like another that's a movie that isn't like amazing, but like that's a movie still like a pretty like you should at least watch it once if you it's it's a cool movie. Cool. Uh, Yoshitoke Amano did Amano did all the character designs and everything. Oh wow! That who he's the uh, guy who does all the the cruel watercolor Final Fantasy art. Oh yeah, that guy. I'm trying to think. I know there's more I want to talk about in this movie. Like, uh, oh yeah, I've seen the fuck me up. That was what it was. So as I said, the boat scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a uh, this. If you didn't watch the movie, you just like watch hearing us flap our gums about dumb shit. That's bad decision. You should watch the shit we talk about. <laughs> Don't waste your time. But like, or at least if if you may watch this movie a couple of years ago and you and you just think you can if, yeah. you, if you've seen it like you've seen there's it a there's a there's a scene that has only like the same it had the song making of a cyborg like the like the one with all like the not Yoko Kano lyrics. I thought it was Yoko Kano. Sounds like Yoko Kano. Could be convinced that's... Was convinced that was Yoko Kano, but with her kind of doing, like, the ancient Japanese wailing... Yeah. Apparently, apparently it's all it's all in a very, like... Well, I have to imagine that's what influenced the produ- like the, pr- the production of crew Stan of Stan Lee Complex to be like, hey, Yoko Kano does this shit. Let's hit her up. Yeah. Apparently, as I said, ancient Japanese. Apparently that song is written in, like, hyper-archaic, like, Japanese... Yeah. Like, that, that'd be, like, the equivalent of writing something in Gaelic, almost. Like, that's mm-hmm. how old that language is. Yeah. That's how old it was. Because apparently, I talked to Stefano about stuff like that, and he says, like, yeah, like, there's, like, a whole entire, like, different dichotomy of Japanese that kind of isn't used anymore. Yes. And pretty much, like, only, like, if shit wants to sound, it's, like, it, and a lot of people usually will just translate it as being, like, translated to West as kind of being, like, oh, thou, and oh, thou, thou shalt, and all like that. Oh, wow. So, I don't know much about it, I, but, like... Apparently, the song is like written in that. If anyone does know about that shit, like, give us more information. We'll read a whole fucking essay on that. Yeah, that's that's cool. Like, dude, we'll do that. Yeah. And so, but the scene to to say again is uh, a she. It's a very. It's a scene where it all starts raining. It's all just pretty much it's it's animation porn at that point. Dude, it's raining for half that movie. And she's like, (laughs) and so she's on like a public boat. It's right after the scene where they went diving, Mm -hmm. or when she went diving, and uh, and she went drop like a stoning. Yeah. And so. 
He's uh, and so she's sitting on major sitting on like a public boat. It looks like, like a bus boat almost. And uh, you don't know it's her yet, but you see, you see from like a first person perspective, uh, a, a, like a series of buildings and windows, and you see a restaurant. There's a woman sitting at a at a stop, like sitting at not stop, sitting at a chair, like at one of like uh, at the restaurant. And she slowly turns her head, and it's like she looks just like the major. And then it zooms out, and you're realizing you're looking through the eyes of the major. And I just realized, like, wow, like, imagine you have nothing but a mass-produced body, and there are other people who look I just fucking like you. Identical. Like, this, I, that, that didn't get me until I think the one, the time before I watched this movie. Like, that scene didn't, didn't fully click for me until, I thought it was just like, oh, that's just, and that probably means something that's just going over my head. Like, that's, yeah. and, I, and I thought, like, oh, maybe it's kind of like she's seeing herself everywhere or something like that, I don't know, like, but then I think, I, and then I finally, it finally clicked for me what that scene meant, and I was like... And I'm just like, how like how small would that make you? Like how like insignificant would that make you feel? Like, oh I can't even I can't even comprehend that. Fuck, dude. Like I'm a copy. Yeah, like, like I'm less of an individual. Yeah, I'm I'm just one of many. Like I oh god. <laughs> this is, this movie has an eighty minute runtime. They did that in slightly more than an hour. Like all it takes hour. all it takes is one fucking idea. Yeah, I know somebody who thinks this was, who thought this was an OVA because how short it was. And I was like, no, that's I mean, a theatrical movie. And it's, it's, it's seminal. Like, I, I, if someone was to tell me, like, if somebody was going to tell me, like, hey, Devin, like, if I was, like, if someone was, like, which, like, what's the best thing of Ghost in the Shell? I'd probably say the original movie, like, in terms of, like, but, like, in ter- not in terms of narrative, not in terms of plot. In terms of that, I'd say definitely the first season of Standalone Complex with the whole, like, with the laugh, with, like, the laughing man and the, and all yeah. that. And the whole... I feel like Ghost, I feel like this film is the most universally approachable. It is. From an outside perspective, you can easily watch this. It's and it's like it's the dub is me. The I, we watched it in Japanese also. Before I forget, Akio Otsuga is the voice of Bato, mm-hmm. who voices who's the Japanese voice of Solid Snake. <laughs> Just thought I'd let you know that. And Big Boss, Major. <laughs> yeah, I don't think David Hayter would translate well. And I actually don't like. Uh, uh, personally, I think Akio's voice is a little too uh, is a little too deep. For snake, he's like a solid little snake. Solid little snake. He's just like, and it's like, kind of sounds like I that. I believe it's for Big Boss, though. Yeah, well, here's the thing. In MGS4, they actually got Akio Otsuka's father to voice to voice Big Boss. Oh, no, that's the worst and best thing I've ever heard yeah, in my life. Yeah, I know, right? I wanna, well, maybe I can find that scene. Maybe if we can find that scene in Japanese, I don't oh, know. Oh, no. But, uh, anyway. Um, yeah, what do you, you seem to have something you want to say. I keep cutting you off, though. Huh? Right, oh. am I? Uh, oh, no, not I really. Tell. Um... Well, no, just because, like, um, the movie, like, the, the the reason I said it's accessible is because it's, like, um, like, it's got, I feel like, it's not that it's got something for everybody, but anybody can watch it and get it, you know? Yeah. It's a very simple film, but, it, like, it's doing a lot. It's doing a lot, but it's doing a lot with a little bit of stuff, you know? And so people can, people won't feel like the themes are going over their head, but there's still themes there, you know? I feel like a lot of people feel like there's this dichotomy. It's like, oh, a movie's either got to be one of those just shut your brain off and eat your popcorn kind of fucking movie, or it's got to be some high art bullshit that's got to, like, ma- that you have to, like, read 12 essays before you even understand what the point of it was. And it's like, nah, man, you can get stuff. Like, just as I... As let, I s- just let, let yourself think. It's almost like... I almost feel like, you know, cinema is the opposite. It, it doesn't It doesn't turn off our brains. Our brains aren't on until we watch it. Exactly. It turns on your brain. Like and you have to let it. Like that's a, as I said. Like I, when people ask me what a good what makes a good movie, I always say what make it what it makes me feel afterward. Like, Absolutely. And if I it not just not if it's like oh I felt gypped like if I not like oh I I hate that movie I felt so depressed after I never under I never understood that that I, uh, I was like <clears throat> is your life are you like so like are you is your like life so fragile you can't experience you can't experience of. of a, a small rush of sadness from brought on by a good by a good thing, like I I, t- I, I like I get like so angry here like oh I only watch comedies I can't handle it and I'm just like really like you I, I can understand like not wanting to go like see a tragic or like scary or something that might potentially trigger you a movie but I mean like still like a small like brush of melancholy won't kill you yeah and that's coming from somebody who's dealt with depression his entire life right and so like. It's maybe that's why I have this opinion because I of how I suffer from depression. Like I've learned, there's a, there's an aspect of of sadness that I appreciate, and the, literally some people, like myself included, just literally don't know. Uh, I, I like I don't know, and I'll never know it. So it's like I don't know. It's like 
it's it's such like a weird like I feel so so like dumb saying this like whole nine inch nails kind of thing <laughs> like this sounds like a nine inch nails lyric almost like as much as I actually, just, I actually yeah. but I mean like the thing is if you live a life entirely full of just happiness mm-hmm. you don't and don't know what sadness is you don't know how good happiness is absolutely and I feel that's a very very important thing in fiction. Totally. And nobody seems, and not nobody, but like people don't seem to grasp that. Yeah, no, people, people there, a lot of people don't grasp it. Like, and, and and I hate because you know I'm in animation, so especially with Western animation, I deal with a whole lot of children's media, and I deal a whole lot with people reacting to children's media, and it's always like my first experience with it was Up. Everyone was like, "Oh no!" Like the beginning of Up is way too sad, and. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure some people, you know, just say that as like a hyperbole or whatever. But I, I think some people might have been critical of that. And yeah. it's like that. And like I watched it, and I'm like, you've seen up only once. But, but you I do remember not, the beginning I, montage. It's the best part of the movie. It's the best part of the movie. Yes. And and it's like that. That establishes everything. That's that's absolutely necessary. If he wasn't sad, there'd be no reason for him to be alone in his house and needing to go on this adventure. And it's but it's like so. But that's one thing. But then. The same thing happened with Pixar's one of one of Pixar's newer affairs, Inside Out. Inside I haven't Out, seen that. Inside Out is basically Inside Out is like it's let's give. It's, I I remember people some explained to me like let's give feelings feelings. <laughs> yes, and the the the, th- the thing with it is it's about a little girl in her early adolescence. She's not even hit puberty yet, but she's like it's not that it's it's not really about hitting puberty like it usually is in that coming of age. It's about her learning to be a human being in this big world because up until that point for the first decade the first decade of her life like they make it a plot point like the first decade of her life is literally nothing but happiness like 99 percent of her life is all happiness and then suddenly she's 10 and she's hit with all these hardships because she has to deal with things now as a human being and all her inner emotions don't know how to deal with that especially like because joy is her ringleader and all their life they they each have a role to play, but the main plot of the movie is, what the fuck is sadness's deal? Yeah. No, and, and Joy can't reconcile why sadness even exists, and she sort of like shoves her away, and like kind of, it's kind of a jerk to her sometimes because she just doesn't know what to do with her. Like she wants, but and but then by the end of it, by the end of the film, you learn that sadness is necessary in your life, you know? Yeah. And. And a lot, and like people, like people didn't jive with that. They didn't like that message. Like grown ass people didn't like that message. Really? Like yes. Well, okay. Like seriously, fuck you, whoever believes that. Because go live in your fucking brave new world, fucking drug induced happiness dystopia. Oh, they'll be the first. They'll be lining up. Because <laughs> like, let me tell you, like, fuck you. If you were, if you seriously are, are thinking that a message like that is damaging. What's more damaging? Accepting that life isn't that great and learning to appreciate what there is in it versus living in your own fucking happiness delusions. Yeah, and of course, they use the whole excuse of like, oh, well, you know, like, it's a kid's movie. It shouldn't be about that. And it's like, well, the whole thing is, we shouldn't have to be telling you that. You're a grown-ass. You should already know that. We need to teach children that. Like, His children are gonna. That's the whole point. The whole point of the movie is she didn't know how to deal with sadness because she didn't understand that it's a part of life. And that's that. That's I want to see this movie now. You sold me on this movie more than anybody in the universe has. The the, the movie is basically like like ba- Babby's first depression. It's not like legitimate depression, but she has a lot of she she. It's 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 a child dealing with like some serious melancholy for the very first time in their existence. And and and. And then it translates to her emotions doing the same, because her, her emotions have only been alive as long as she has. They've only experienced what she has. So it's, yeah, they don't know what to do either. Like, I don't know. Back Going back to partially a ghost in the shell, I don't know when I... Like, everyone always says, like, oh, you, everything you're into bums me out in some way. Like, you should, man, that's why you're so depressed. You're That's why you're so depressed, though. You're surrounded by depressing media. And I'm like, no. I don't know how anything works. It, it's just like... Like, oh, so what, I should just play Call of Duty and just, like, turn off my brain and just go scream memes and eat, D- eat Doritos? Like, no, like, as much as, like, here's the thing. People are always confused by, like, my, what I define as good. Mm-hmm. Where someone goes, Devin, name, like, five of your favorite movies. I'd probably have, like, probably up in my top ten or probably something along the lines of Ghost in the Shell. 
like me like and then also Evil Dead 2. <laughs> and they're like, "What's like what's your favorite what are your favorite video games?" And I'll just be like, "Oh, I really like and like sharing spaces in my top 10 are like Metal Gear Solid 1, System Shock 2, Silent Hill 2 and like Devil May Cry 3." Yeah. And I'm just and they're like and they're like, "Why okay, so like they'll be like, "Why is why are you comparing Silent why why is something like a seminal Silent Hill 3, Silent Hill 2 up there with like Resident Evil 3?" I'm like, because well, Red Devil May Cry three, and I'm just like, well, because I left with a profound feeling. I left Silent Hill two for the first time, terrified, but also like enchanted and like feeling hollow and appreciating yeah. every personal relationship I've ever had even more. And it's it's like it's like Devin, like what are two of your favorite like Mecca, and you'll be like fucking Evangelion and like Shin Gitaro. Yeah, Evangelion and Shin Robo. <laughs> Where it's like. Like I like for example, I left. I left with a profound feeling. Mm-hmm. I Devil May Cry three is a balls to the wall super anime ridiculous game. Yeah, it's like Devin. What are your What are your favorite shonen? Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Roroni Kenshin. <laughs> yes, like that. That's what. Like, but the thing is, I left with a feeling of triumph, with a mm-hmm. feeling of just like unstoppability. If that's a word, and like it is now, and a and a feeling of just like. Fucking cool! Like, yeah. like that was fun. I am pumped. No. Just like I said with Mad Max. Like I let if a movie, if a piece of media, if something that somebody writes down, mm-hmm. if somebody, if something that somebody can film, create, especially a video game, even. Yeah. I love the concept of video games so fucking much. Mm. Have you played Last of Us? No. Do you care about Last of Us at all? I, I mean, sure. Everybody says it's good. I'll believe them. Like, do you care about spoilers at all? I think I always get I I always get Last of Us confused with the another zombie game. Walking Dead is it like the Walking Dead the, game? The Walking Dead true that Telltale games. Yeah, I always get both are confused. sad zombie ones with a young with an older man and a young and a young girl. Right? Both are yeah. both are. Which one? They're very they're very different. Which they're, one Which one do the girls have crush and it's cute? Which one do they kiss? Uh, that's in the DLC for for well, that's the DLC prequel of Last of Us. Oh, okay, that's cute. That's the that's also very sad yeah. and uh, sad cute, but like. So there's there's a there's a big point in there's in Last of Us mm-hmm. that I thought was the most power some of the one of the most powerful things I've ever seen in a video game. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about video games is when a video game can make can make you feel just like a character, and then immediately make you take you out of that and make you see <coughs> it done. So the main plot of Last of Us is there's a zombie apocalypse. And it's like it's been like twenty years after the apocalypse. People oh are just wow! De- really? People are just in like reservations, essentially, in like quarantine zones. That makes sense based on the environments I've seen yeah. in the game because they're all very I am legend. Very. So the main character is like sixty. He's like he's old. He's not like well, Charles may not sixty, but he's not young. And so looks fucking good for sixty. <laughs> He's, so like Joel is Joel is a fucking broken. In the first ten minutes of the game, he's cradling. The game opens with him cradling his dead daughter who was shot by a U.S. Marine. Oh, and so he's that's how the game begins. Oh, that's no good. And so the main plot of the game is that spoilers for Last of Us. Yeah, I okay. I should have made that abundant. <laughs> oh no, that that was abundant. I'm I'm fine. I'm gonna cut all this. Okay, keep this discussion in though. <laughs> okay, fine. Because this is this is I mean this is a very this is what I mean. This is very important. Right, right. right this is important. Right, 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 right. So. At the, the game, the main plot of the game, just to contextualize this, is that uh, there's a whole zombie apocalypse, and Joel lives like a fucking alcoholic and angry life, just smuggling shit in and out of quarantine zones, mm-hmm. like drugs and like weapons and bullets and shit like that. Yeah. And so he's told by the resistance leaders because the military runs everything now, and like they they treat everybody like shit. Uh, they're told by like the resistance leader that you know. We have doctors and people who are all the way in Salt Lake City, Utah. We're in Boston, so like. Joel, you can have whatever you want, like, from us, resource-wise, if you transport this young 14-year-old girl, uh, to Utah, and we won't tell you, into Salt Lake City, and we won't tell you why. Oof. And he's, just, and, he, and he's like, just don't ask any questions. So early on in the game, you get captured by the military, and they're scanning you to see if you're infected, and Ellie's infected. And you're just like, what? And so, you kill the soldiers off, everything happens, then they look, and Ellie has a bite mark, but she was bitten, like, months ago. <sighs> And so she hasn't turned yet. Usually only turned like an, in like a day at the most. Oh my God. So she's like fucking immune. And so like Joel at first doesn't believe it. He says, I'm just going to do this for the job. I fucking hate this bitch. Like this little 14 year old entitled brat. I hate her. And so, but they grow, they bond over very subtly, like very gradually they bond to the, to the point where they become inseparable. So at the end of the game, you finally reach Utah and, uh, what happens is you are taught, you, you guys get knocked unconscious, but they find you, they find your bodies and bring you back. 
and they always say, oh, don't worry, we're already in the middle of the operation, we're going to find this out, and then, like, one of the, and so you're kind of chilling with them, and they kind of tell you, it's like, you know, Ellie's probably not going to survive this operation, right? And then you manage to, then you personally manage to say, like, that's not acceptable, we're getting out of here, like, that's not an option, we're saving humanity. So you single-handedly murder everybody in this goddamn hospital, and you do not care that you're murdering these good people because you are so in the mindset of wanting to save this character you're attached to. And it isn't until right at the scene after where you're driving back and you're just like, yeah, I fucking did that. Yeah, like, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, come on, fuck those guys. I don't even care if those last three doctors I killed were unarmed and begging for their lives. I don't give a shit. Like, I saved Ellie. So, you're, it's a, it, it, like, it cuts, like, immediately after, like, a dramatic scene. And then you're just driving, Ellie wakes up, she's like, Joel, what's going on? He's like, well, at the hospital, it's like, oh, it turns out that, uh, there's a lot of people like you and they didn't need, they didn't need you at all. Like, apparently we're, so we're just gonna go live happily in, uh, in Utah. And she's kind of like, oh, okay. And then, like, so then, like, it cuts to a few weeks later, they're living in this happy settlement. Well, they're, like, on, they're walking to a settlement, and then, like, you're playing as Ellie in the scene. It's just you're following Joel of a path, and he's saying, oh, I'm gonna teach you how to play a six, I play, like, an eight-string steel-string guitar, and so they're gonna, like, we're gonna live happily, and then Ellie kind of says, like, Joel, like, about the hospital, like, promise me you're telling me the truth, and then he says, I am, and then it's cuts to black. Oh. Like, that is probably one of the most powerful scenes in a game I've ever played, even though, like, I agree that game has been blown out, per- not blown out proportion, that game's a great game, but, like, that game's been oversaturated with, like, oh, this is so good, worship it, but, like, no one says why. And from a complete narrative and writing perspective, that is so good. If you are able to literally change somebody's entire method of thinking for a segment of a game based on all the context of the pre- of the game itself, like, you objectively know in the back of your head, like, wow, I am fucking dooming humanity. But, at the, but like, you don't care because you're filled with that same selfish desire that the main character is. And if you can, can put you in the in the mind of a character that well, then, like, that is an achievement. And that is why I love things that make me feel things. <laughs> that was long-winded, but do you see why I, 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 I went somewhere with that? That's what I was going. Tying it back into Ghost in the Shell, that is why I enjoy Ghost in the Shell. As Ghost in the Shell is able to make me feel things. Yeah. Is able to make me think about things that maybe aren't pleasant to think about, but in mo- but our life life is not one hundred percent happy and pleasant. Life is life is tumultuous. Life has ups and downs. But realizing those downs and realizing the things that make us feel uncomfortable makes us, you know, appreciate comfort and happiness more. Yeah, and I feel not enough people get that, and those people should watch Ghost in the Shell. And they're probably think it'd be a cool movie, and they probably wouldn't think that much about it. But I hope that they would there would be changed for the better by this movie. I am almost tearing up by how power, by how impassioned I am with this argument. Uh, Devin is overcome by the beauty and majesty of his words, his own words. That's <laughs> such a fuck. <laughs> oh man. Um. So, so, did you have anything else to uh to, to add before we do our conclusion? Uh, well, no, just that uh, pros, everything, cons, nothing. <laughs> I, I would literally my only my only con for this is that I, I wish it was slightly more plot focused, but that's only because. But then again, like I, that con goes away because I can just read the manga. Yeah, you can read the manga. You stand along complex. See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's what's good about variety in a franchise. If you just do the same thing over and over again, it's there's no point in it. It's just justifying when a franchise does that. All it's doing is asking for more of your money for nothing new. P- people should want variety out of their shit, and no one does. But I'm not gonna go on another 20 minute rant about that. It was probably only 10 minutes. Um, but I so just, I can, just wanted to solidify what I was saying. So uh, unlike the Code Geass DVDs, how available is this? Extremely. Uh, Ghost. I got my copy at as I said, I got my copy at Fye for like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. It was a Blu-ray, and Are I bought it. Bra- around anymore? Yeah, there's Fye. There's a big Fye in th- on 15th Street. It's yeah. huge. Because it, it it always seems like one of those places that's constantly teetering on the brink of going out of business, but they they're always they're, around. They're always there. Here's the thing: it's only in malls. That's true. Where malls, but that's because mall, malls are dying. Yep, malls are fucking going away. And I think that's because FYEs usually were in malls. But I, there's huge FYEs there. I don't know. I, there are always people in them. Always people buying shit. It's true. Know. I Ghost in the Shell. You can probably find even on VHS very easily. Mm-hmm. Like uh. Like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna guess there's gonna be a copy for five cents from a Goodwill on Amazon, like right the fuck now, like. Goodwill does Goodwill ship through Amazon? Yeah, I bought shit from Goodwill on Amazon. Really? Yeah. Okay, you can buy you can buy the exact for okay. If you have Amazon Prime, you can rent the movie for two ninety nine, the HD version we just watched. You can buy the version I have for nine ninety nine. On Amazon, on Blu-ray. That's the cheapest good Blu-ray I've ever seen. You can get the DVD for two dollars, the cheapest. 
you can get all of Standalone Complex, uh, don't know if this is first, if this is first and second gig, that's a fucking great deal. Complete collection. Uh, is this, how many episodes does it say? No, seven discs. Uh, complete season one. Okay. okay. This is, this is for, you can get all of first gig for like 30 bucks. Um, all of second gig for 30. All of the first two OVAs of Arise. You can get Ghost in the Shell 2.0 for $5, but don't, don't, don't get 2.0. Ghost in the Shell 2.0 is a very, it's the, it's, it's the Star Wars remastered of Ghost yeah, in the Shell. It's, it's redubbed and the dub, the dubbing is not as good and they redid the music and it's not as good and they added like, the, pointless CGI into every scene. Did the, st- the standalone complex dub didn't do the other the movie dub? Did they either one? No. Well, um, no. The the cast from standalone complex dubbed the uh, the second movie. Oh, but they didn't do the nineteen eighty five. No, no. The, no that's that's nineteen ninety five. I like the dub cast for standalone complex. Yeah, well, that, I think is what what it was is they just cast one off actors for Ghost in the Shell, but then they already had an established cast. So they, I think, I think at least Bato and Kusanagi are the same from standalone complex. Right. At least that. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, we should do Ghost in the Shell Innocence at another time, but that movie is a, uh, that movie will leave you with a kind of, like, this movie kind of leaves you with just, like, a weird kind of existential, kind of, like, what am I, what am I kind of yeah, feeling word, but, like, Innocence kind of, Innocence kind of will leave you more feeling empty, kind of, like, am I anything? <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, final thoughts on Ghost in the Shell. It's good. You should watch it's it. very fucking good, and if you have not watched it. I just gave you a million, I just gave you literally a ton, just go to Amazon and fucking watch it. I don't even care, go to fucking Pirate Bay and just pirate it, like, do it. Just fucking do it, like, I'm, I, I can't, like, it, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, if there's anybody on, if, if I'm wrong, if this movie's a sack of shit, tell me. I want to know if this movie's a sack of shit. I want to know if I'm wrong. It's really not. You're really not. We'll fight you. I'll fight you. Devin won't. He's, he's, he's precious, sweetie. He wouldn't hurt a fly. I'll, like, I'll be the shit out of I just want to. I won't. I'm I'm a, I'm a pansy. I'm a puss. <laughs> this movie, if like just, I'm I'm just curious. Like you can okay. Here's how you know this is a fucking good movie. Because we just spent a fucking hour talking about it. A good uh, chunk of that was my other show. A good no sparked on by thoughts that were given to us by Ghost in the Shell. That's very true. I was expecting this to be like a 45 minute episode. No, I knew we were gonna go crazy on this. Like oh, I knew because there's a lot of shit to talk about that isn't just that's a, that's a thing. Even though we're not talking intrinsically about Ghost in the Shell, we're talking the things that are intrinsically connected to it. That's the things that it brings up. Yeah, and and that's that's the important thing is like when films like this spark discussion. Exactly, it's the most important part. That was of that it. was media. That was is the discussion it sparked. That was my opinion on the light, on the movie on the book The Life of Pi. I had to read it in high school. I hated reading it. I Dude. loved talking about it. I just thought it was fun. I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. I really, I really thought I I, I hated the the tone it was written in. I don't know. I felt it was talking down to me the entire time about my beliefs, and I just was. <laughs> Oh right, <laughs> dude. Was, yeah, that book's more. Ja- that book's more smelling. I'm, I'm smelling what it's stepping in a lot more, based on my own. Uh, based on my own beliefs. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I felt that. I just felt like the. I just felt the book was morally talking down to me. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt. I just felt patronized by it. I finished it. I. I thought. It, I didn't think it was a bad book. I just didn't enjoy reading it. That's fair. But I did enjoy. I did. What I enjoy. I enjoyed more the themes of. I enjoyed the themes of it more than I enjoyed reading it. Yeah, absolutely. And I also re- very much enjoyed the discussion of whether or not the entire book was was happened or not, or whether it was all a dream. I enjoyed. I enjoy shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like the as much as people are like, oh, it was all a dream. I still very much like that concept. Board up magazine. I still very much like that concept. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Like that's. I know you hate the movie Inception. I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay, I thought no. you did. I was under the impression you hated Inception. I, I did it first, but then I think, like, I, I'm softer on it. It's still kind of overrated, but... It is. I, I still think it's a good movie. I still, it's, think it's, I still think it's a good movie. I'm, it was a it was a romp. It, it was an entertaining... It's a good, entertaining movie, but, like, the, everyone's big... Spoilers for Inception, I guess. <laughs> like, the, the big discussion everyone wanted to have about Inception was whether or not, at the end of the movie, is it a dream or not. And everybody just seems to forget that, at that point... Leonardo DiCaprio's character doesn't give a fuck if it's a dream. That's what made me. That that was the switch that clicked. I was like, I was, I, 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 I can, I can see myself where I was. It was like, oh, the things are wobbling. It's about to fall. I'm like, it doesn't matter though. Yeah, because yeah, to him, I, that is what he wants. He doesn't want it to fall. He doesn't want it to do anything. He yeah. doesn't want to see the result. Exactly. So it doesn't matter to him. Yeah, it's the thing that is. That that is. That. I, was, I was literally just like walking to class one day, and I was thinking about the movie. Like, like man, that ending was dumb. And then like I was like, I just sort of like stopped walking. I was like. Oh fuck! It's a good end. It changed everything. Now. <laughs> Everything's different. God damn! I, know, I always, I, I know, before I go into discussion about Inception, I cut myself off. But like, I don't know. That's that's what I got out of that ending. At least the second time I watched it. 
Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. And yeah, so, so I don't know if I want if you have any other things that possibly we might not have touched upon in this movie because there's a shitload. Yeah, and you just want us to talk about, or you just want to express like, oh well, this movie made me feel X. Tell us. Yeah, we'll, we'll do. I do a Ghost in the Shell like discussion, philosophical discussion part. Oh yeah, too. like I'd if do that. If we ever legitimately have something else to say, either based on what people send in or what just people want us to talk more about, like I'll. I'll absolutely go back to something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. As much as we need to plow through our, our fucking Kilimanjaro mountain of, of shit to do. This was a good decision. I'm glad we did this episode. Yeah. Like, I I, I thought I was worried because due to the brevity of, uh, is that a word? Is it brevity or bre- uh, brevity? Brevity. Brevity. Okay. Oh, it's, I, I, okay. Brevity. The brevity of the, um, the brevity of the movie I thought would, you know, spark us to have a limited conversation about it, kind of like Macross Plus, but like. But we still had an entertaining discussion about Macross Plus. Like, with this, like, I felt, I felt, like, I, I immediately, once I started, once we started going off on, like, just the, the actual tones of the movie, like, I feel like we, we managed to fill an episode. And I'm, yeah. I'm content. This I'm content. You're probably gonna edit out a good chunk, of, a good chunk of some random bullshit. Yeah, it's whatever. But, like, whatever, that's every episode. Uh, so, uh. So, are you glad we, are you glad you saw this for the first time? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Absolutely. Good. Uh, so this has been our Ghost and Shell discussion. Ways to contact us if you want to uh, do ha- that. If you want to ha- brain, if you want to ghost hack us, yeah, if you, ways to ghost hack us. Um, you can email us. That's the main. That's the main thing that we check at uh, metrospective at gmail You can follow us on Tumblr, which is really our hub website at uh, metrospective.tumblr.com. We have a Twitter uh, where we retweet any kind of mech news we hear. We also read reblog cool, uh, cool stuff, cool mech images or information and stuff on uh, on our Tumblr, but our Twitter's at Mechtrospective. And we are on SoundCloud, Mechtrospective there, obviously, and iTunes, Mechtrospective, blah, 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 blah. And um, <clears throat> our corrections section, uh, we will read uh, anything that we've uh, aired in, if you call us out on it, if uh, you subject the email, hey, douchebag. Uh, so that's how, that's how you can correct us, with the subject line, hey, douchebag. We won't read anything else. Because we're dedicated to this stupid bit. <laughs> so, uh, what will we do next time? Next time, uh, whenever next time is. Uh, well, the next episode they're probably gonna get is gonna be Ghost in the Shell. It's gonna be uh, Code Geass Part Two. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. But um, so Code Geass is somewhere in the works. Uh, but then also we're we haven't watched. We we literally recorded this like the night after, <laughs> like, like literally like a couple hours afterward. But also after uh, a, a long lunch dinner, a long dinner excursion. Yeah, we've also got the Getarobo manga. Man- the Getarobo and Getarobo G, the first two installments in the manga. Other things that are quick we could also do, we could probably do an Akira, we could probably do a guide on Akira, mm-hmm. and uh, probably have a same level discussion about it on here. We could do the manga, but I'd rather wait until I owned all the manga. Yeah. So until we do that, uh, I'm Tooch. No, I know what we're doing. <laughs> okay. No, 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 never mind. I already said it, just say I'm done. Alright, yeah. No, you say it. We're doing the outro. Oh. I'm Devin. And we cry at robots. <laughs> we cry at, We have existential crises about robots. <laughs> yes. No, we, we have existential crises because of robots. <laughs>